and we're recording. Uh, hello, everyone. It's Nathan from Leadership Vision, and we had a different podcast, uh, all edited, and uh, all the levels were made perfect about five leadership things that uh, leaders can give their team, and we just kind of felt that maybe it was a little tone deaf, and so it's it's eight twelve on Monday, March 16th, and I had sent a message on Slack over the weekend just saying, I feel like we should somehow mention the virus, everything going around. I know that, and then I gave some examples about how I kind of feel uh, just out of whack and how my strengths perhaps were showing up in this or not showing up. And so then Brian and I had a call very early this morning. We're like, let's just hop on and record something. And in the business, it's called live to tape, meaning we're not really going to edit this. It's technically not live by the time you'll hear it, but uh, good morning, Shoebrings. Good morning. Good morning, Freebird. From from Minneapolis. Um, I'm out here in Portland where literally I think everything is closed. I don't know if it's like that in Minneapolis, but the kids' school is closed. The libraries are closed. Um, All of the museums are closed. They're saying, like, stay away from other people, the whole social distancing thing. So I feel like we've got that nailed right here, several thousand miles apart. We're recording this. And... um, This is just, I mean, if you go to a dictionary and look, look up the term unprecedented, this is, this would be it, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty bonkers. So, um, Brian and Linda, I don't know if you guys want to set this up anymore, um, but what I'm uh, curious, uh, excited about is just sort of processing kind of how we're, how we're feeling, how we're behaving. I may have done a little bit of panic shopping the other day, just <laughs> stocking up on some stuff because everybody else was. Um, but Brian, why don't you just set this up a little bit more? And then I think we're just going to sort of have a conversation. And I think there's going to be some really good uh, tools for our audience to perhaps use as they're kind of all in their own place of processing this crazy, unprecedented time. Yeah, thank you, Nathan. Thanks for doing what you have to do to make this time available. Um I don't know about all of you, but last week has been somewhat traumatic on many levels. And um, like a lot of us, there were several things that were happening last week that we were trying to follow in the newscast or on social media that were affecting you know, who Linda and I are as people, as a couple, as business owners. And I found myself on this real emotional and intellectual roller coaster. And, you know, all self-awareness uh, being brought to the table, I just was not having a good time of it all. And so this time of year is usually a, a time of year where our family goes on spring break, and we were going to be traveling internationally for that spring break. Um, it's also a time of year when I'm in peak marathon training for Boston Marathon. And so um, all this is coming to bear on, you know, our plans. And so last week um, – in the midst of all this, uh, my emotions came to a height when <clears throat> we had to cancel, cancel our international spring break. Then Linda and I decided to do another spring break in America. And as the plans were changing in government and things, we changed yeah. that. Boston it's, Marathon was canceled. and so It's crazy. I didn't even think about I Boston. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yep. that's, that's so, so crazy. I was unraveling and it was affecting me. And I was going dark. It was affecting Linda. Um, mm-hmm. And it just wasn't a, a good time. So I thought, what is going on here? It, yeah, what about you, Linda? Are you um, feeling the same sorts of things? I know you and Brian have similar strengths, but you process them very differently. Oh, we process them very differently. 
and I have lung disease. So there is, I have an underlying, you know, lung condition. And so anything that's respiratory virus in nature is, is fearful to me. I've never wanted things to hold me back or define me. And, um, this one is now I have to take care of my lungs and I want the community to have, uh, be able to breathe as well. Um, uh, I don't do so well <laughs> when Brian's unraveling. Um, and part of it is, I think, because I have the strength of adaptability and I just adapt to whatever um, is in front of me. And so I think I quickly move from acceptance of my reality and then make the most of it. And so as soon as we were able to make the decision to not go, it was heartbreaking and it was sad. And truth be told, I still have my um, suitcase packed with <laughs> with swimsuits and tanning oil. Um, but uh, but it was it was the wise decision, and we're learning a lot about who we are and um, our our decisions. Yeah, for sure. I came across something this morning that um, it was one of the, I'm, I'm not really a social media person other than like posting stuff for leadership vision, um, but I've been glued to it, not for news, but mostly like how people are reacting. And someone posted this, it said, the, disrupt- the disruption caused by coronavirus is going to be a formative part of our children's ability to cope with unheaval, disappointment and change. They will learn from seeing how parents and others around them React and my wife and I were talking about that this morning. And um, as we are, we have all of this uncertainty. We have all of this unknowing. We have behaviors and emotions that are perhaps out of the norm, and yet um, we are trying to be uh, stable for our kids, stable for our employees, stable for other people. And I thought, what a what a uh, amazing opportunity to be people of influence in a positive way. So. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, as this was happening, I just found myself reacting in a way that I didn't like. Like, I did not like how I was reacting. I didn't like what I was sounding like. And um, it just had – I had memories of when this has uh-huh. happened before. And I didn't like those memories. And I just saw myself going silent. Um, I saw myself then reacting in a way, like trying to vocalize what I was feeling, and that wasn't going very well. And uh, I just think that in times like this – um, we have feelings that we aren't accustomed to. We have reactions that we may not like or may not even recognize. And so one of the things I had to ask myself was what's really going on here? Why is this happening? And how is it – and this isn't to sound trite, but I actually asked myself, how can this language of strength help me understand what do I need? Because whenever I'm unraveling, I have to also recognize that I have emotional needs. I have needs to connect with Linda. And I just thought, not grasping for straws, but how can my strengths help me understand what are my needs? Because I'm not getting my needs met right now. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, and he had an aha this morning. Um, It was a strengths aha. And as soon as he said it, it was like calm went through our, our house. Talk, talk about your competition. Yeah, what happened? Can I I just inject? We're kind of making this up as we go, but one of the one of the first questions that I want you to wrestle with, folks, is what we're doing right now is this question. So, behavioral, just how are you reacting? Like, I think sometimes it's helpful just think, well, what, what, how am I reacting, rather than just going moment to moment. So, with that in mind, Brian, proceed. Well, I was reacting 
as if I was completely out of control, which I was. <laughs> and so when that happens, I don't know what to think about. I don't know where the meaning is. But I think the most important is this is going to sound so minimalistic is that or a lot to me, but I felt like I was losing. Like I just felt like I felt like I was failing. I felt as failing as an individual, failing as a spouse, failing as a father. I felt like I was just failing because I didn't understand the game that was around me, like what's going on. Because I felt, well, I lost spring break and we can't be together on spring break. And I lost my chance to go race and I, I this, I that, I that. And this morning I realized, hey, wait a second. That's the game everyone's playing. <laughs> like we're all in the same game together. There's no winning. There's no losing. We're just coping. We're just learning to manage. And as soon as that realization happened, I'm not exaggerating. I just felt fine. I'm like, oh, yeah, we're all in this together. Um, the people that were out shopping over the weekend, they're in it. People that are out there training, they're in it. We're all in this together. So that completely shifted my mindset. And then I called you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I, and I think that that's, that's something that we have to, uh, have to think about is that we are all in this together. We all have different ways of reacting and responding. And so how do we uh, play off of one another in positive ways and not get caught up in the hysteria? Um, I've always been telling people there's, there's sort of two ends of the spectrum. There's the, you know, buy all the toilet paper and all the rice and beans and live in a bunker. And then there's the other people who are like, oh, this is just blown out of proportion by the media and I'm going to go lick every pole I see and, <laughs> you know, go, go cough and crowd a spit like whatever it is. And I think somewhere in the middle is probably a little bit healthier. But how do, how do we find people? So my, my wife has the strength of positivity um, and it's been really interesting watching that. We had a conversation a couple of days ago about like, this is actually an opportunity for our family to be together, to like be very intentional, to do some stuff in different ways. And I think that's when I really rely on her Um that strength of positivity because my futuristic is also going a little dark, Brian. I was telling you on the phone this morning that she and I were watching this movie last night that was set in Paris. And I was like, oh, I I've never been to Paris. I really want to go. And then there's a part of me that's like, oh, but I might never get to. Like if this thing doesn't clear up, and it's like, nope, that's overreaction. Um, but even as we think about our spring break plans and how those were canceled and all of that stuff, I was like, I can't see a future or I don't like, I feel like there's these too many barriers in front of me that my future time frame, which is perhaps, you know, a year or five years out is now like, what's going to happen at the end of this week? Yep. <laughs> and, and that's not to say that this is going to be like, you know, the plot of a movie someday where bad, bad things happen. Um, but it's like, what, what do we do? Yeah, I agree because I had that same strength of futuristic. And whenever the future goes dark, I follow and I go right into a dark place. And I think one of the things I want to ask our listeners to, to, to ponder for a second is, you know, when you see or feel yourself responding in these ways, what does that remind you of? Like when has, when had those feelings and those behaviors happened before? Because sometimes unconsciously we're fearing the way we navigated uncertainty before I certainly feel that. Maybe, Linda, you can comment on that because we've gone through something where our future was completely wiped out. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform, that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. 
Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. And given back to us. <laughs> uh, there's, so, there's the positive exactly, spin on it. Exactly. Well, Brian was talking about um, this morning. He's like, so is probably after the phone call with you, Nathan. And he just said, you know, have we ever experienced this before? And the first thing that I thought of was when I was going through aggressive cancer treatment nine years ago. And it so limited me. And I told my oncologist that I wanted to finish my doctoral work. And he said, uh, we also want to cure the cancer. I was like, can we do both? <laughs> um, and so, but even in that time, the the world was quote unquote okay. And I even took my little bald head and frail body to Europe twice um, and California. But I remember sitting in California with Brian and I was so sick and I was in a bed looking out the window at a palm tree and just weeping. Um, I'm like, I'm never going to, I want to, I'm here in a place that I love. I'm never going to be able to go out there again. And his strength of futuristic was actually helpful at that time too. It was like, yes, there will be, we will get through this. It will be, it will be helpful. Um, and so for me, when I, you know, hearken back to that time, I think about, you know, like I'd never wanted cancer to make me a victim. Um, I also don't like to be told what to do <laughs> or what I can't do. Um, I don't want to be limited. And so even, you know, I run, um, literally run. I try to do a 5K a day. Um, even though I have, and probably because I have, you know, lung issues, I I color my hair blonde because cancer didn't win. Um, and now this is our opportunity to focus it on a community, and and to say, you know, um, I'm sorry, you know, I've I've been coughing my whole life. Two two months ago, no one worried about my cough, and now people glare at me like I'm a killer. And um, totally. I was running yesterday outside <laughs> and I was probably a f like I was on one sidewalk and there's this woman on the opposite sidewalk and I, you know, spit, cleared my throat as I normally do yep. when I run. And she like snapped at me like, hey, probably shouldn't be spitting right now. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> so and, and, I, so, and I thought about you. That's my point. It's yeah. like, oh, wow, Linda's cough. I'm curious how that. And so wow, how that's showing up now. So Brian and I have hunkered down. I mean, and we made some decisions just to, you know, keep our house clean and take the social distancing thing really seriously um, because I don't want other people to to have their anxiety increased because of me. If there was anything that I learned in cancer, it's the pain that my suffering causes. Um, so... Well, and what's I think what's uh, what's I think helpful as as so that I mean that's a leadership role, right? You're doing something as a leader where you're essentially putting yourself uh, behind others for the good of the greater, the greater good, right? And I was just reading in our Two Mountains book um, about yes. how that's really the second mountain is others focused, thinking of others first and not yourself. And I I see too many people, uh, a couple personal examples, and then social media, which I just need to get off of for right now. Of being like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Get out there, go shopping, go to local restaurants. And I feel like what you guys are doing is a great example of like, all right, this is for the greater good. And, you know, 
perhaps what more of us should be doing. Anyway. And part of, yes, yes, that's true. And part of what I'm learning is I need to rely on others to help me get back on track. Uh, because over the last four days, if I've, as I've been in this place of negativity and trying to limit, you know, my news intake, because that causes my intellection to go into a deep, dark spiral downward. Um, like, what news do I need? What news do I not need? But I also need to follow Linda. Like, one of the things I know that I need is I need others who can respond more quickly to at least help me break out of my pattern. So I think part of what I've been learning over the last two days is watching Linda settle in, um, watching Linda settle into like a new routine so we can practice some disciplines of being on spring break while we're at home. Um, but at least she started to set some guardrails up. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're not going to do. Um, we're going to self-isolate ourselves for a while. And what does that mean? And so once I've, and like I kind of like, you know, tucked in behind her and drafted off of that for a couple of days, then realized, okay, it's going to be okay. There are a lot of things that we can do, things that we can decide to do together. Um, and that has really just helped me begin to think in a more positive way. Even last night, we were talking about just the level of news or information that we're going to input. Like, when is when are we going to listen? When are we not going to listen? And how much time are, are we going to spend there so that we don't get you – know, so that we're mindful. But we also know ourselves. I guess part of this podcast is just helping us understand of how every one of us have a level of self-awareness. And I just want us to ask us to pause and say, how are we doing? You know, how is our well-being right now? And what do we know about ourselves, our behavior, um, relationally and emotionally? Um, how can we rely on others for our well-being? And I think part of me was just admitting that I don't have an answer, um, anti-strategic, uh, that I don't know what the game is, anti-competition, um, that I'm not even sure what meaningful life looks like right now. And that is, you know, flying in the face of my connectedness. So uh, to have a partner like you, Nathan, and to have a partner like Linda has been just very helpful for me in the short term, just getting you know back on track to be more present so that we can help others and those that rely on us um, for life. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wish we would have done this at the very beginning, but um, since we're just jumping in and getting this out there. Uh, so Brian came, maybe Linda helped, came up with a bunch of really great questions that I want to just read those. Um, so there's kind of two sections. One is behavioral and one is emotional. So what are you doing and how are you feeling? So I'm just going to read these. There's like four or five for each. So yeah, that's great. Behavioral, yep, there's five, five, for, five each. for each. So behavioral, how are you reacting? We talked a little bit about that. Number two, when has this happened before and what were the outcomes? So is there a similar situation that perhaps you um, reacted to similarly? How, how did that go? Uh, what strengths are at play? So like what's, you know, if you can, if you can name those great or some behaviors, some of the, the talents going into that. Number one, two, three, four, what, uh, how are your behaviors being experienced um, and or misunderstood. We talked a little bit about that. And then the fifth one, what changes slash adaptations can you make to improve your well-being, which is what Brian just said that that triggered this. And I think that's, um, so however you've responded up to this point, Brian's gone dark, Linda's experienced that. I've, you know, my adaptability has been really interesting right now. I realize that um, my adaptability is strongest because I know all the different resources I have to adapt. 
Um, when you start oh, taking those away, that's really good. When I thank you, when you start taking those away, it's like kids are home, no problem. We're going to the museum. Nope, that's closed. Uh, we're going to the library. Nope, that's closed. Okay, no problem. We're going to go to the playground. Well, the virus can live up to seventy-two hours on metal and plastic. Oh boy, now what do we do? And like all of a sudden, those limited. So that's that's challenging. So, uh, but I bring that up to say, like, what adaptations can you make to improve your well-being? I was like, great. Okay, so kids need to be active. I'm going to do a little circuit training in the basement. We've got a little kid's trampoline. We've got some tunnels they can crawl through. We'll make this work. Okay, so that's the behavioral that's, side of questions. That's funny. <laughs> I'll take a video. I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, doing, doing, burp, doing burpees with uh, three, almost four-year-olds, by the way, hilarious. Um, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, <laughs> that'll be good. Uh, um, uh, laughter later. Okay, the emotional side of this. So how are you feeling? And again, feelings are whatever they are. Um, there's no judgment there. So how are you feeling? How is this making you feel? Uh, it's making me feel a little unsettled. Uh, when have you felt this way before? What were the outcomes of those? Uh, so Brian, you and I talked about this this morning. I don't know that I've ever felt quite this this way before. So that's something to process. Hmm. What strengths that's are important. at play? Um, what I like about this is what strengths are at play in the way that you're feeling um, versus mm-hmm. behaving. I think that's kind of important decision. Maybe yes. we can touch on that here um, before we go. Um, how are your feelings affecting those around you and your relationships? Um, yesterday, my wife and I had a discussion uh, that was based on how we were both feeling. <laughs> and it was interesting to talk through that. We're, it was good. We had a, it was good. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, what commitments can you make to improve your emotional well-being? Again, similar question. I think right now a lot of us can only control ourselves. And so thinking, okay, mm-hmm. I can choose to freak out to buy all the black beans and canned peas in the store. Um, I don't know how that's going to help. I'm not saying don't be prepared because who knows what's going to happen around that. Um, but I can choose, to, going back to that quote earlier, to freak out and freak my kids out. Or we can watch Frozen 2 for the fifth time in two days because Disney released it and that's fun. And this is another side note. Uh, I think we're going to try to do a lip sync of one of the songs because we've got time. So, Okay, those are all the questions. I will include those in the show notes. I'm wondering in the last little bit here, because uh, I know that we both have to run on to other things. Are there any of those that either of you two would like to just touch on and maybe expand upon, share anything that might be helpful um, I like Brian that in them, that's not just like strength, strength, strengths. It's more like just looking at this lens of like, well, what is happening inside of me right now that perhaps I can, you know, put a strengths lens on that, that might be helpful in improving things. So any, anything that you guys want to add or again, expand upon one of those, uh, 10 bullet points. <laughs> um, I will respond this way, you know, as as I've been watching the news and watching my feeds and staying connected to people, Brian and I have friends all over the world and we are watching closely their cities and watching their countries respond. And I just can't help but pause and be concerned about their well-being. And if there's any ways that we can um, uh, inject hope or inject life or to be reminded that we are really connected, um, that would that that would feed all of my connectedness feeling needs. <laughs> that we're in this together. Um, we just we chatted with our neighbor 
<clears throat> yesterday and they're like, we're practicing social distancing. I was like, I can still look you in the eye and wave and um, know that if you need anything, we're there for you. And so um, I think this is an opportunity to be humble. This is an opportunity to ask for help and, and then be quick to quick to respond. And just like your adaptability helps in your family, Nathan, I think, um, you know, this recording right now is is a, is as a result of your adaptability saying, what do our listeners need and um, how can we how can we think and do and feel in some different ways that are empowering in very scary and unprecedented times? Yeah, for sure. I think part of just what I want to just maybe add on to that is, you know, of, of all the news and all the information and all the distractions um, that we are seeing ourselves surrounded with more and more. And as this crisis is causing us to even pay more attention to that, um, I just want to remind all of us that this is an an inward and an outward journey. Um, we can be drawn outward to many, many different things. And there's nothing wrong with that because I believe that being informed is healthy. But I also want to ask us to all just be um, in a place of willingness to press pause and take a look inside and take a few steps in the inward journey. Because during this time, I believe that each one of us has a different way that we can hold those two things in balance. The inward journey is about our relationships, how we're feeling, our emotions, what our relational needs are, what our social needs are, the very things that keep us alive as human beings. And that inward journey sometimes is is more frightening than the outward journey um, because it could be areas that we're not familiar with. I think in these times of uncertainty, there's uncertainty all around us. That's going to cause us to look inward and we'll see some uncertainty there too. But one of the things I want to invite us to is to, is to find some balance between those two tensions and not be afraid to, to vocalize that. I think those who are perhaps on, on that journey towards health are those that are mindful of the truth about what's happening around them. They're aware of the truth of what their personal needs are, and they're not afraid to express not only what they need, but where they're confused, as well as what they know is best for them, their family, their loved ones, and those that they're living life through and living life with. And I want to invite us all to do that is, yes, be aware and understanding what's around us, but also take time press pause and ask ourselves, what's going on inside of me? How am I feeling? What do I need? And then who can I ask for help? And also, like Linda was saying, let's listen to one another. Let's listen to those that are, that are searching. Listen for those that are looking for meaning. Uh, listen to those who have no one um, because they are practicing, you know, maybe isolation or self-quarantine or something. And they too have needs uh, that they may not know how to how to meet. Um, I think that as many organizations around the world are struggling to keep in contact with those that they love, I think that that's also part of who we are as humans. How during this time are we going to be able to connect with our loved ones in a more meaningful way? How do we pay attention to our kids' needs, whatever age they are, however they're they're asking? For those of us who are taking care of aging parents, how do we pay attention to them as they're sitting um, wherever they are, um, alone or with their partners? How do we pay attention to them too? There's just so many different needs, I think, that are going to be surfacing that fall into those emotional needs, relational needs, and social needs that we can pay more attention to 
And that's my invitation to all of us is to not be afraid to have those conversations, be honest, and be willing to help where we see the need. And just like we say, you know, this is a people, teams, and culture thing, right? So how are we doing? What's our team? And then what is what is the larger culture mm-hmm. uh, need right now? So um, I was, I'm wondering, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, just so kind of wrap this up. We had talked this morning, and this isn't finalized, about doing some sort of uh, virtual something, maybe via Facebook Live, maybe this other platform that we have, um, uh, not just to keep processing this over and over again, but to perhaps provide a little bit of uh, input or output or just saying, hey, kind of here's what we're thinking right now. If, if that's helpful, um, you know, I would I would suggest that there's enough people that listen to this that perhaps do believe that it is helpful. And if, if you know, this is my communication strength th- talking right now, if there's a way that we can uh, think about and talk about and bring our community of virtual uh, leadership vision folk together, um, we're going to do that. So stay tuned. Again, links in the show notes. Um, go to our Facebook page. I think that would probably be, well, any of our social media platforms where we'll be promoting this. So any any final thoughts? I don't want to um, take away from what Brian said and offer an additional final thought, like a good Minnesota goodbye, but you're, <laughs> you're both shaking your heads. No, <laughs> that's good. I'm good. All right. Thank you, Nathan. Yeah, thank you. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah, I'm Nathan Freebring. <laughs> and I'm Brian Schubring. And I'm Linda Schubring. And on behalf of thanks our team, for thanks for listening. For listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Next time.